continue to say that the year has been wonderful and not just wonderful because we've had good messages wonderful because we have experienced the word becoming alive and active in our spaces in our families in our jobs we have seen uh, different ways in which people within the community have actually uh, experienced the word becoming alive and active and we continue to journey this is a long journey, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon, and we continue to walk the journey together. Keep tracking. God started us with work, giving us patterns of how to work in the earth. Now we saw that he is God creator of the heavens and the earth. He's the one who created galaxies with the word of his mouth. And with that, he still had to form. He still had to use his hands to give us a pattern that when you're in the earth, you need to form. You not only speak, but you form. Now, this is exciting for us because we've been saying that now we're in this position when we pray, when we push, when we speak that which God is saying, we need to put our hands into action. We cannot just sit back like we did before. We're in a season where we are saying, put your hands to work, do something, and allow heaven to say that the work of your hands is blessed. Now, what are we doing with our hands? What are we doing when we wake up in the morning? Yes, we pray. Yes, we continue speaking and we continue saying we are in a season to experience God's power to create wealth. But that experience must come with work. Now, we've been talking about God and we saw that he's a God of order where he created the heavens and the earth. And after that, we see order and how he placed everything in place depending on what he needed to do in the next level. Now, when he knew he's bringing man, when his idea, the, the original idea was to bring man, he first had to uh, prepare the environment for that man to thrive. Now, we've gone through the same process. God has taken us through a preparation period. We've gone through a place where internally we can say confidently that we are prepared. I can sit here and tell someone, you know what? What I've gone through the last one year, two years, is a preparation which I didn't even understand that this preparation is what when God speaks, his word finds a place to fall on and form. And when I get out and do something, his word comes to pass. Now, we've been talking. Guys, it's time to do. And at TCC, we are doing. Now, we are talking to our community globally and locally, those who are following us, even though you're not in TCC. And we are saying that even for you, as much as you're hearing the word, put it into action. Put it into action. Do something. Work. Get yourself to do something. And look at it and say, you know what? This is not a word of TCC. This is a word of God. And the word of God doesn't have boundaries. The word of God is not restricted to a people or a community. But we are saying that this is a word that when you listen, when you hear it, when you pursue it and you do it, you will see the results. So guys, we're in a season of work. We are working. And this is what we continue to do. Truly, it is business unusual. You see, as we look at the new emerging environment, we're talking about the worker, the future of work, but first the future of the worker. Mm. Yes. And you know, we are talking about five generations living in the same time zones. So we're talking about in every field of life. We're talking about conflicts that are intergenerational. Mm -hmm. Leave alone tribal, leave alone religious. We're talking about inter intergenerational yes. and the environment of an intergenerational environment that is the emerging marketplace mm. where all these five generations actually function 
together. Their economies are different. Yes. Their habits are different. Their reasoning is different. So the worker must become so functional in this new realm because it will only continue to expand and each generation will continue to be, be felt stronger and stronger. The stronger generation will yes. dictate the marketplace. Exactly. So you might be having a product that is good for a generation that is actually going into silence. Yes. A generation that is not moved by what you are selling. A generation yes. that is not moved by your services. Exactly. So you also have to ask yourself as we talk about future of work and the worker, what is it that you're doing and who is it impacting when you talk about yes. the generation? Who, who, now yeah. wisdom is when you affect all. Exactly. <laughs> and remember, each generation has got different spending habits. They interact with money differently. Different, yes. They reason differently. Some of those generations control government. Mm. Some of them control what you may call the corporate environment. Yes. Others control the, it depends on that. So now we have to learn differently. Remember, we've often said, what is at risk? in the future is the routine jobs, yes. not jobs. Mm -hmm. Routine jobs. And work is not at risk. So the future worker is still relevant, yes. but routine is where the problem is. And let me say something about routine. Whatever is easy for a computer is hard for humans. Okay. <laughs> and vice versa. So when you hear saying the Daniel generation of the Joseph company, mm. we are simply saying there are principles of Christ in Joseph mm -hmm. that causes you to be this person yes. in the earth where people listen to you. There are principles in Daniel that cause you to arise and be a ruler mm. in Babylon. So we are asking ourselves, where are the Daniels? Where yes. are the Josephs? Where is that word in us that is causing us to become these people in the earth? Now let me say something about something you've said that I think is so powerful okay. for us to understand. Mm -hmm. They point us to Christ. Now, what are they pointing at? Mm -hmm. What are they a signpost of yes. in Christ? Because they are a signpost. They are a signpost of a king. Mm -hmm. So they need to rule. Yes. They are a signpost of a savior. So they need to get people out mm. of situations. Yeah. They are a signpost of a ruler. Mm. So they need to set patterns of rule for people to live by. Yes. So nobody points to Christ without having the, the patterns in them that represents his rulership. Powerful. So that's what we say somebody is pointing, pointing to Christ. Yeah. Otherwise, they are misrepresenting. <laughs> if you're in a company and you're a manager, you need compassion. Mm. How do you identify the situations around your workmates mm. and what needs to be fixed for them to have greater output? Yes. What about if you're the company owner? Mm -hmm. You need to be compassionate. Yes. You don't see your people as products and services. Do you begin to see how powerful this wow. is? It will cost you time sometimes to sit and hear their personal stories. Yes. You know what we say? Don't bring your personal stories here. My friend, There'll their be personal no stories came with them. <laughs> when you tire they them... They are the personal stories. Hmm. They are a manifestation they are. of those stories. And if you don't deal with those stories, you've lost Productivity, value. yes. Productivity. Look at yes. this person whose marriage is breaking. And there you're you telling go. them, when you enter that door, yes. don't bring your personal stories exactly. here. Now, isn't it wiser mm. to deal with this person and find out, wait, compassion. I need to see no yes. marriage break in our company. Can yes. you imagine if every company said exactly. that? We start becoming the church yes. wherever we are, yes. not going to church. We yeah. are the church. What if if I'm the church, yes. and here we are talking about ecclesia, exactly. solutions are with you wherever you are. Yeah. When you're disconnected from God, you don't know your identity. Mm. If you don't know who you are, how will you know what your work is? Mm. Mm. If you don't know who your source is, when your source gives you inspiration, where will you apply it? Mm. So man's disconnection, that is why our reconnection to our father is so important. Oh, yes. Because then you get your identity. 
When you get your identity, it is easier to know your work. Mm -hmm. So we kind of want to get work back with no relationship. See, that's not how this one works. Mm -hmm. As long as Adam was in relationship with God, he walked with God in the cool of the, of the day. day. Work was perfect. The minute he lost his connection, work becomes toil. toil. So toil is not fixed by getting a great revelation on what work is. Mm. Toil is fixed by going back to your source. Your identity. Getting, getting your back identity, your identity. And knowing that my father designed me. I was born for this time. So once you're disconnected from your identity, you're also disconnected from your position. Yes. You no longer know what you are supposed to do. Mm. You will do anything because you don't know who you are. You, are. you see, if you discover you are a singer, you will know what to do. If you discover you are in technology, identity, that's what I was created mm -hmm. for, my spiritual source. When God's spirit speaks to me, it highlights the things I was designed for. Oh. You know what to do. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. Now, so man now, if you, anything you do that was not connected to your original source becomes toil. Even if you're in the right environment of your ability, but you're still disconnected from God, your creativity is gone, so you're still toiling. Creative, when you say you're creative, biblical creative, you're saying, I'm designing something that continues to bring heaven on earth. Because mm. that's the intention. If you're creating from the other side of the tree, you're creating something that will keep heaven Away out of the earth. from the earth. That's and that is also, the, again, going back to the issue of identity. Yeah. Who are, you? who are you and who are you connected to that determines yes. what you bring into the earth? Yes. Yeah? You enter competition instead of collaboration. Mm -hmm. In God's economy, there was never a competition. There was only collaboration. In other words, you bring what you're bringing, I bring what I'm bringing, we all benefit. So there's no exploitation. There's only win-win. Mm -hmm. okay. So we have to be the generation that says, if I make profit, my client must be happy. Mm. If I work with the people, everybody must benefit. You know that is only possible if you know you're dealing with a source that created the material realm. And the source that is not limited. Limited by anything. Because the problem we have now is when we think, scarcity. when I'm working, I have a mentality of scarcity. I have yes. a mentality of there's no enough. I have a mentality of this is all there is. Yes. And I have to grab quickly. Yes. You know? Yes. So when you talk about man and you say here, wait a minute. After the fall of man, mm -hmm. the definition of work was changed. And yes. that's what we're discussing today and saying, look at this now where the products are against you. Material world yes. is against you. Yes. How do you get back to work? First, mm -hmm. by understanding that since the fall, when man acquired a dual nature, listen carefully, mm -hmm. he was supposed to represent God in the earth. Mm -hmm. Being one who represents God into the earth, he brought his, his dual nature into creation. Mm -hmm. Now, in everything in creation, there's a possibility of good and, and evil. evil. Yes. That never existed. Mm -hmm. Now, for us to understand how we need to go, first of all, we need to create a context. When we, in our conversation, say that we are in the war of the pursuit of wealth through work. Notice the terms. Through work. We are in war. <laughs> we are pursuing wealth through work. work. Because that was God's original intent. It has to be understood in the context of what we are saying. So, because our perception was messed up in the fall, because you're asking, how do we recover? Yes. Because everything fell, first we must understand, the impact does not autocorrect. Mm. You have the wisdom and the understanding and the knowledge to carry out your skill. 
So we don't, you see, we come from a world where people are taught skill without wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. We have people who have wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, but no skill. Being filled with the Spirit unifies those dimensions fully. That's the ability. The ability to actually carry out whatever it is. And notice, this is across the board. Whether it's a political office, you need the Holy Spirit. Whether it's workmanship, whether it's craftsmanship, whether it's service, whether it's manufacturing, whether it's public business, whatever it is, this is what the Spirit of God fills you to carry out. So yes, some of us today are still fighting to get our children through a school system for a factory that doesn't exist. We are fighting hard to get our children given degrees for opportunities that no longer exist. Those who designed that moved on, but they didn't tell you. So now the new business is not what you're training your children for. The business is the training. We need to change. That's why we need a new filling of the Holy Spirit. That's why in the book of Acts it tells us, afterward I will pour out my spirit. And what is the outcome? People will dream dreams, have visions. Please understand God is empowering afresh. We are in a season when God is empowering afresh for a new work, a specific work. And that work is not religious or ritual. It is what God had in mind from the beginning. Every time God places his spirit in us, we need to understand how he himself functions and that is where we draw because we're not drawing from a different spirit. We're drawing from his own spirit. God works with us. He doesn't take over. When God has called you and placed in a particular direction, you will get gifts, like I've said earlier, according to what you've been called. So Paul clearly says here, having then gifts, differing, according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. Notice the term, let us use them, meaning you're the one functioning. It is obvious that the Holy Spirit is part and parcel of our kingdom existence. That means whether you are in sports, whether you are in music, whether you are in art, whether you are in accounting, it doesn't really matter what you function in. You're supposed to function with the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And that is what will change the earth. You know, we talk so much about what we need to change, and many times we go in our own power. You see, there's a time where Moses had a conversation with God. And God said something strange to Moses. He said, you know what? I will send my angel before you into every place that you will go. And the, the, the promises were powerful. What the angel would do, he would make their way prosperous, he would make things happen. But Moses comes back and tells him, nope. If you don't go with us, we are not going. What is Moses basically saying? Without your spirit, we cannot move forward. Now, if you have time to go and study Moses in this context, you will see some strange things with Moses. A time comes when Moses wants to activate leaders. After getting some advice from his father-in-law, Jethro, and he now wants to bring these people together. And God says to him, no problem. Actually, Jethro has given you wisdom. Let's do this. What we're going to do is gather the leaders and I will take of the spirit I have placed in you, and I will place it on them. That's so interesting. In other words, what God had given Moses for the whole nation, God didn't need to bring anything new. He needed to take what was on Moses and place it on the others for them to carry out the same mandate he had given Moses. Even though it would then manifest in different ways in their 
dynamics, it was still the same reality. That tells you that truly the Holy Spirit is part and parcel of our kingdom existence. Those who are led of the Holy Spirit, they are the sons of God. Meaning, if you're in this earth, you need to be led. You can't just walk. You can't just decide. You can't just work. You can't just say this is how I do life. You must be led of the Holy Spirit. Because we always say that after the fall of man, many things happened. One of them, we missed the voice of God. We missed understanding what God wants done in the earth. And that is why God gave us the Holy Spirit so that he may lead and guide us in this world that is totally contradictory to the kingdom of God, contradicting every principle of the kingdom of God, contradicting every message that comes from the heavens, contradicting anything that God tells you to do and leads you to do something different so that the kingdom of God may not be seen or touched or understood in the earth. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. God created us to function as an ecosystem. Everybody functioning at their level. The other day we spoke about uh, our body being the temple and each, uh, our body, uh, many body of Christ having many members and each member having how it functions. Yeah. So the way God designed us, no matter how brilliant you are, listen, you could be the diamond Without the earring, you're hanging on nothing. Hmm. Just the way it is. Yeah. Without the ring, nobody will see you. Hmm. Hmm. Everything is set to work with something else. Hmm. And so pride is when even truth. Pride means, listen, this is what I believe. Just because you're telling me a new truth that disagrees with what I believed before, I will not receive it. your truth. You know, I, I get really amused when... We attempt, we are not perfect, we attempt to look for truth. And we attempt to find truth, and before we bring it out, we test it. We do the Berean thing. Remember what I said about the Berean thing yes, the other day? Yes. We bring it, once we've seen it work, something called truth settles. Once it is settled, <laughs> we bring it out. What amuses me is when people hear truth from me, or from us, and they said, I don't agree with you. You've missed the point. It's not me. Truth is truth. So what you're really saying is you disagree with the truth. But what is happening? Pride in being taught is hindering you hmm. from truth. That's why it says pride comes before a fall. Because it blinds you from hmm. truth. Hmm. Truth. So you should separate people from truth. Completely. Jesus says, I am the way. Yes. The <coughs> Sorry, truth the truth and the life. And the life. Yes. I am the way. Yes. I am the truth. Yes. So when we talk about truth, we are not talking about true. No. Truth is truth a person. Is a reality. Yes. Yeah. He is the cause of all things. Yes. When he says something is, it, it is. is. So that's when you don't argue with. Yes. But you can disagree with men. Yes. You can say, by the way, I don't like that person. Yes. But if the person, if he is the donkey carrying the truth, yes. I will listen to the truth. This is That's the high call. The first one to do because when you're told to protect others, yes. you're simply being told, don't rejoice in evil. Don't. Rejoice in truth. Tell don't. yourself, listen, this person could have done this. But you know what? There's more to them. I have a statement that is very common. Mm. Few people get burnt unless they're close to the fire. Mm. Mm. In other words, like we said, we don't know people's journey. And because somebody has hit a crisis 
it means many times they've also touched a live wire. To touch a live wire means they were pursuing something. We don't know everybody's story. Yeah. I've come to that place where I keep my heart with all diligence. I do not judge people's um, outcome. That's what I would call it. Yeah. Because I don't know the process. Yes. We've been journeying. The issue is it's time to do a checklist oh, yes. and say oh, yes. which giant is still squatting. And remember when you talk about giant, Yes. when you talk about David, David dealt with Goliath. Yes. He slayed. Yes. We're not talking about you dealing with the giant and the Threaten giant turns the, the giant. back on you and you think I have won. Listen, avoiding we're the talking giant. about slaying the giant, yes. not accommodating and Absolutely. not ignoring some people think because I've, uh, I've closed my eyes, I can't see you. The giant can't see me and yeah. the giant can't come to me. That's a problem. Let's look at Deuteronomy 7. That is where we start our scriptures. When the Lord your God brings you into the land which you go to possess and has cast out many nations before you, the Hittites and the Gigashites and the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, seven nations greater and mightier than you. And when the Lord your God delivers them over to you, you shall conquer them and utterly destroy them. You shall make no covenant with them, nor show them mercy, nor shall you make marriages with them. You shall not give your daughter to their son, nor take their daughter for your son. For they will turn your sons away from following me to serve other gods. So the anger of the Lord will be aroused against you and destroy you suddenly. But thus you shall deal with them. You shall destroy their altars and break down their sacred pillars and cut down their wooden images and burn their carved images with fire. Wow. So you see, you are seeing something interesting. This is the preceding word. Okay. To the preceding word of I will give you power to create one. Yes. You want to fully function in producing wealth, you need to deal with these giants. Why does this land have giants? Yet it exactly. is God giving us the land. Why can't he choose another place where there are no giants? Now this is the thing. When God gave the land, let's work it now correctly. Mm -hmm. The land is not the home of giants. Yes. The land was invaded by giants in our absence. Mm. Let's talk about that. Let's it's talk not about that. the home of giants. Mm -hmm. It's the land God gave us. It is the purposes God gave us. It is the things God said we will achieve. Mm. It is the kingdom promises that we are supposed to live by in the earth. Yes. In our absence, the enemy occupied spaces. Mm. Remember, we are going to look at this, and by the time we finish, you will know everything you are talking about is internal. Exactly. There is no land out there you are going into. Yes. God is going to give you a word, but yes. this word, you are fulfilling it internally yes. so that you can affect externally exactly. but for you to take this word and the word to take root in you yes. there are giants you need to deal Absolutely. with there are issues inside of you that you need to deal with now foolishness is when i think i don't have giants uh -huh. you guys talk to those who have giants exactly Me, i'm fine yes if you understand that god said i'm giving you a land who was he talking to not to a specific group of people nope. god is talking to all of us yes. and he's telling you something the giants they are seven Yes. They are greater, yes. they are mightier yes. than you. Exactly. Why are they mightier and greater than, than you? you. Mm -hmm. See, this is the issue. Because in the natural, if we are dealing, let me give you a, a, another metaphor. The power of the giants, you will see it in the definitions. Mm. We're going to break down the realities that God is telling us yes. about how to take the land, 
then the strategy. Mm. We cannot deviate mm. from the strategy. Those things will tell you how giants operate. Now you must understand, the power of the giants, as you will see, is not because the land is a geographical place, as mm. we've said. Yeah. We've said the land is my functional reality. How God called me to excel in the earth. Yes. That means the giant will occupy exactly what I am supposed to be functioning in, mm. which means the giant is within. When you say something is greater, it means that thing has more capacity than you. Mm -hmm. In other words, it has, it has covered more ground than you can cover. Mm. It has done more than you could naturally do. When you say it is mightier, means it has also got, it has built some strength within itself. It is strong. Mm -hmm. Your natural strength can't deal with it. See, that first recognition is almost an oxymoron. God is telling you this, then telling you. And he's the one telling you. Yes. These giants, I'm the one telling yes. you. Yes. Why? Because I know where you have Good. fallen to. Yes. You've come to a place where you don't even know me. Yes. I have to introduce, reintroduce yes. myself to you. Yes. Now, I'm telling you, a giant that is sitting here telling you, I already know I'm in the wrong place. Yeah. And I know the owners will come. Exactly. But you know what? When they entered the land, God had already told them, go in. Yes. The word has already said, go. Why? Because I've already gone ahead of you. Exactly. But when they went in, came back with a report and said, we can't take. Yes. Why? They shifted from the supernatural to the natural. Because God says, enter. They use yeah, the yeah. spiritual. Yeah, they don't But when they got in there, they became they, natural. They became natural. Why? Because they began to look at the giant's might mm. and capacity. And, yes. Not God's promise yes. that governed the environment they were in. Yeah. Without the you Holy Spirit, yeah. you cannot you take cannot. on this enemy. You can't. This enemy understands mm -hmm. that level of warfare. No matter how great that situation looks, God has already delivered Deliver. it to you, meaning yes. made it possible for you to deal with it. Yeah. Made it possible for you to succeed. So are you saying, when we say we are going to the land and God has delivered the nations, what should be our attitude. What are we saying? What's our attitude as we approach the giant? Because we are saying there are seven. And I can count one, two, three. And these things are internally. What should be my attitude? The, the issue is this. Yeah. Is we see they are great and mightier, but he has delivered them. Meaning you must trust him, not what you see. Mm. Mm. Trust what he's telling you. Because what can you carry see, out. you will see Goliath. Yes. When you see this mighty, greater, the natural thing is fear. Yes. And that's why I've been told you can't be in the natural. Thank because you. the minute you see a giant, I mean, even today, in the natural, when you see this greater thing. And when we talk about giants here, remember, we're not yeah. talking about being some beings, some, some monsters. Some monsters. You no. know? We talk about it's called a giant mm. because it obscures. Mm. It mm. obscures your destiny and it obscures God. And it obscures your view of God. Yes. Wow. That's what we mean by a giant. Anything that comes, a situation yes. that comes and obscures your view of God. Meaning, yes. when I look at this situation, yep. I'm like, listen, I can't even see God. Yep. I can't even hear him. It blocks so, out it God. Blocks. It makes you forget yeah. that God is actually part of what's going on. And it makes you think, this thing is so great, yeah. I don't even know how to bring God into this situation. Yes. You, know? you actually sometimes don't believe God can't fix this. Yes. Yeah, this is beyond. That's what you're calling a giant. A giant, a giant is anything yep. that comes. And I love what you've just said. Mm. It obscures your destiny 
and your view of God. That's it. You can't see. Yes. So what happens now? That's why we end up seeing ourselves as people in the wilderness just going around and calling yeah. on God, give us water, give us food, give us anything because I don't know how to take anything for myself. In fact, we prefer being supplied in the wilderness yes. than thriving in the promised oh, land. Oh, okay, okay, okay. When God says, do not let them live. God knows, listen, these things will give birth. There you go. The thing you refuse to kill, that same thing will kill you. Remember, when you talk of the giants, yeah, yeah. we are saying that these are not from heaven. So they are not here to help you enter destiny. These are not no. destiny helpers. No, 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 no. These are not the ones that thrust you into destiny. These are the ones that make sure you do not enter your destiny. And, and their power, and their power is that they, are not, they do not offer direct resistance. Mm. Their intent is assimilation. This is important. The only things we leave for God to do is what is not humanly possible. Now, before we run off with that statement, because it sounds obvious, first let's agree that this is contextual and every situation is different. As we embark on this phase of the discussions today, we want to deal with the dichotomy that makes it difficult to accurately engage with the giants or to destroy them as God instructed us or commanded us. Now this dichotomy comes from our religious background that has the invisible division between the spiritual and the secular, the church and the world, the good and the evil. And of course sometimes you have this thing of believers and unbelievers and so on. Now this dichotomy created a thinking process that makes it very difficult to distinguish between what is God's part and what is our part in any given situation. What am I supposed to be doing? What is God supposed to be doing? At what point do I stop and, and where? at what point does God start? Yes. That's what we are asking. Mm -hmm. Now this normally gives rise to a misinterpretation of scriptures that speak about waiting on the Lord. And that's why you find many people sitting down yes. and saying that I am waiting on the Lord. Yes. I'm sitting here because I have prayed, I have done this, and I have given. Yes. Now I'm waiting for the Lord. Dichotomy. Yes. Yes. Now we need to know today, at what point do I stop? And where does God start? Because yes. if you don't understand that, then dealing with the giants will be a problem. <laughs> the drama person. Yeah. Here is Jesus, yes. and there's a multitude around him. Yes. And Jesus is walking towards Jairus' house. Yes. And there are people around him because they want healing, they want a word, they want to hear him, they want to see him. There's all manner of reasons why people yeah. come around the word. So there's a multitude. Yes. Now here's a woman who has suffered for 12 years. Yes. Now for 12 years, when you talk about somebody who has an issue of blood, yes, yes they are weak. Yes. Yes, they are not strong. Yes. They can move, but they are not strong. Mm. Now when this woman is coming, and if she touches you, unclean person meant, if I touch you... You become unclean. You become unclean. Absolutely. All right? So when you And you say, have to quarantine for seven days. You have to quarantine. Or 14, depending yes. on Jairus. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, he's here. Thank you. He's here. Thank you. So this woman is coming. And then now she's announcing, I am unclean. I am unclean. What is she doing to the multitude? Just think about it. Yes. If there's a multitude and I say, I am unclean, everybody knows my friend. Don't touch like me. Like the Red Sea. You will make me uh, unclean. unclean. So what yes. happens? Like the Red Sea, exactly. they part. And they create a way for yes. her. So when this woman is moving, she's not touching anyone. She's exactly. not trying, you know, the no, way she's not fighting through the crowd. She squeezed her way through no. to Jesus. He did not touch anyone. So they moved and created a path for yes. her to Jesus. Exactly. So actually, it's almost like a red carpet. Yes. No, but there was like, drama. You know? But here's the power of it. Okay. The power means there are some situations you are in, everybody avoids you. Mm -hmm. Everybody walks away. Everybody doesn't want anything to do 
with you. Every situation, nobody can help you. Everybody you ask has yes. no way. A nice they have way no solution people. for you. A nice and way for clean, them, clearing the clean. way for you to the and world. And that is why you are able to, what does that tell you? That is the time to head to the world. Mm-hmm. When God says something to you to go do, you hear an action, but the spiritual realm lines up waiting mm. for your action. Listen to what he says. When you go to the land that you go to possess, yes. remember you have already been promised. Yeah. You are going to possess that land. Yes. That one has been promised. Yes. And God has cast out many nations before you. Who has done it? God. As you go into that nation, he's already done it. Thank you. Then verse 2 says, And when the Lord your God delivers them over to you. Thank you. So Peter, the fish has been delivered, but you. you shall go. You must still go and get them it. out of the water. Yes. That one he will not do. He won't do that. Yep. That's the principle. Yes. So what does that tell you? Now we're going to the second part of the story. We must do. Notice the focus. Do. Unless the situation has arrived at a place called dead. <laughs> the situation that has called dead means there is nothing humanly left to do. It's done. The little girl is dead. Mm. So Jera says, Master, come and heal my daughter. Yes. The servant says, don't bother him. The little the situation girl is dead. What is the power of that reality? Oh. The power of that reality, if you go to the background of the story, tells you Jesus had anticipated. Yes. Jesus knew the little girl will die. When God gives you a prophetic word, he mm-hmm. knows it will arrive yeah. at a dead end. Oh, yes. When God tells you what he's going to do, he knows that thing will die. It doesn't change what he said he will do. The reason behind this is that fear will naturally give birth to human effort mm. instead of trust in God. Stop there. Naturally. Talk about that. <laughs> Every time fear shows up, you find that you need to act. You need to respond. And any act out of fear is rarely ever in line with what God said. And you've said something powerful. Yes. That fear will make you act in the natural, using human effort, Yes. and you will not trust God. That's the key. When you're working in your own strength, there's no trust of God. Absolutely. Meaning, Hittite is here to take you away from trusting God. And you know why? Because most acts of fear are in the attempt to stop something you think will happen. They are rarely to bring you to any place. Mm, mm. An act of fear is a reaction, it's a defensive action. Yeah. It is never a clear-cut action. It's not based on wisdom yeah. or insight or any such So it doesn't activity. have an outcome. No. So it's almost like when you are saying that when you see something, when you meet with this situation, you are running away from the situation, Uh but you're not running into anything. Exactly. You must understand, terror has a lot of manifestations, and we'll take a little time just to break down some concepts of terror and fear, Mm. so that you can quickly identify. Remember, we are identifying with what? With intent to destroy. Oh yes. Oh yes. Not identifying to know. It is not about accumulation of knowledge here. Exactly. It is understanding. How do I deal with these giants? Because when we talk about fear, notice what we said, that this fear is coming so that you can now start um, uh, working in the flesh and losing your trust in God. Exactly. It's all about getting away from your father. It's all about getting away from the kingdom principles. Now, at the outset, let me say something about this particular spirit. Yeah. 
you cannot pray it away. <laughs> you can pray for its power to be broken, but it is only proven when you act outside of it. So, let's stop there because <laughs> prayer is key. Yeah, get up and do it. Yes. That is how you beat this. That's spirit. how you beat this. I'm loving this. That's how you beat it. Yeah. Many of us pray that prayer, but never get up. Mm -hmm. As long as you get, don't get up, the enemy knows you're still bound by fear. So there are many people who are watching now. Fear has set in, but it came yes. in the form of uh, confusion. It yes. came as in the form of discouragement. Yes. It came as uh, terror, at, as a panic. Yes. Whatever happened to you, yes. you start identifying and you're like, I can see the spotlight. I can see there's a highlight that the there Holy Spirit go. is telling me that part and that part. There you go. Now, when I pray, I am praying to get out of this. I've already yes. identified where I am. So my prayer is not, oh, Father, please now, Father, come and take me out, out of this. No, I want the strength. Show me how to get out of here. Show me how to encourage myself. Show me how to stop looking at people and having problems with people because they did and they did not do. Yes. And start telling me to exactly. start encouraging me. Yes. So it is you speaking to you. This spirit hijacks your five senses for the negative. Hmm. The same five senses you have, they are yours. Yes. They can be used for good. Yes. But in this moment, they are all used for the negative. Mm. To disempower you, to terrify you, to confuse you, to bring everything we mentioned. Mm. That's the power that is released in this thing. And remember, all this is happening internally. Mm. Nothing external has proven what you're going through. The reason people struggle is many people are trying to bring God to the logical side. Mm. Our some people are in the other extreme. For them, God is always in the spook side. <laughs> Spiritual without tangible landing points. Yeah. Spook without any provable place. Mm. When it is kingdom, it has both dimensions. Mm. It is unstoppable. Junk is non-usable material. Oh. <laughs> okay, wait. You know when you tell someone, you know what, your mind is full of junk. Hmm? Hello? I know I came to listen to the word, mm. but you don't have a right to tell me that. Mm. But you know what? If you understand, what is junk? Non-usable material. So I'm full of a database that cannot help me move to the next level. Exactly. Guys, am I being abused? In fact, I should be, should be a spotlight. Yes. Spotlight for me everything that I have in exactly. my mind that cannot form a part yeah. of the next level yeah. of my life. It's too I many like broken it. pieces. Oh. Too many unfinished things. Mm. Too many uncompleted things. Mm. That's junk. That's junk. So you have a word which is not completed. Broken. You have a process that you started and you started this Broken. process that I'm going to do ABCD. Halfway you stopped. Broken piece. You have this message yes. that you had. Yes. And this message that somebody was bringing to you and telling you, listen, exactly. you are great and God yes. is telling you. Yes. Halfway. So now you're full of pieces and pieces actually, and pieces. the best picture. Wow. To even try and clean it up a bit. You know the jigsaw puzzle game? Mm -hmm. It's like you have pieces from 10, 20 different games. Mm. They will never they form a picture. They cannot interconnect. Never. Each has a piece, but it cannot connect to mm. another. That's what happens. But you're not empty. No, it's full. That's a problem. But you're full of yes. broken pieces. Yes. Pieces that can never connect. Yes. And this is what we are saying that if you talk about a, a skill, you have a skill, but you've not complete. You're not yes. putting effort on that. That's another problem. And here's the problem. Yeah. When a new word comes, mm. sometimes it touches a piece of something you have. Mm. And another piece of something else you have. Now, it sounds like a word for you, but when you try to now mm. process it, 
you're bringing the other pieces in. And you keep saying the word is not working. There you go. You know what I'm hearing? Another point of prayer. Yeah. A prayer where you're telling God, highlight for me what I need to do. De- yes. How to debunk, how to remove, how to remove all this junk from my mind. I want to yes. remove these broken pieces. Yes. I want to come out of this place clean. Yes. How do I do that? Those are the prayers we are making. God has done his part. Mm-hmm. Your part is limiting you from accessing what God has already, has already made done. available. Yeah. So your part, and that's what this series is about. We will be explaining what your part means. Yes. We will describe the giant and show you what you will do to destroy. In other words, every single time we finish any of these discussions, ask, what have I heard? Yes. What am I going to do about, about it? Not what have I understood? You said something. By the time we finish this conversation, yes. we will tell you yes. your part and how you need to go about it. Exactly. Let's get into that. Yes. Because I think some people after that you've lost them. Anything yes. else you tell them, yes. they're, they're waiting for you to tell me my part. Tell that, me how to that, go. Because that is the journey. We must yes. understand yeah. that that has been one of the places where we are getting stuck. Yeah. Where somebody says, okay, listen, I truly believe you mm. that God has given us a word. God has said we are in the season to prosper. God has said we must destroy the giants that he has handed over to us. Listen. I'm getting stuck on how to do it now today or these conversations. If you do not get it, yes, do not move from this conversation. Stay <laughs> Go here. back and look at it yeah. and look at it. Remember, yeah. giants yeah. to be destroyed, mm. land to be possessed. Yes. There are two issues we raised which I think is important also that will help us understand. One, the focus based on Joshua 1.9 of a kingdom conversation, always meditating on the word, no matter the situation. And the second part is what we just discussed taking action, observing to do yes. what you've meditated on. Doing what is humanly possible. You've heard us say that over and over. It says, and when you do that, you will make your way prosperous. First technology of dealing with giants and understanding God is not on your side. Mm. God is on his side. In other words, it is you to line up with his word. All right. There's a statement we make. Yes. If God is for us, hmm. who can be against us? <laughs> Explain. That particular scripture <laughs> should never be quoted the way we do it. That is a scripture of despair. Hmm. It is almost asking themselves, if God is for us, who can be against us? But I want you to ask a question. It is a question. It is not a statement. Hmm. If God is for us. So the first question is, is, is he? he? <laughs> If God is for us, yeah, only if He's for us, mm. no one can stand against us. It, it does not say when God is yes. for us. It says if. if. That's a question. If. So I love what you've just said about the yeah. first lesson. Yes. God is not on your side. Yes. God is on His side. Yeah. God does not work with broken things. God works with working things. Mm. Let me explain. Because now people will say, but you said if we are broken, He will rescue us. Yes, in this way. When you line up with him, things get fixed. Mm. Mm. So things get fixed in his presence. He doesn't show up to your problem to fix things. Yeah. So whenever God speaks, he understands your situation. But he talks to you on where you should be. Mm. He does not discuss where you so are. So let's talk about that issue of God is not on your side. Yes. We are simply saying that your side is already off. It's a result of error. It's like saying um, Adam is outside the garden. Yes. And now he's telling God, you come, come to the here. garden and set up new rules of operations. Yes. Come and talk come about and how fruitfulness will be. Yet God has already told him, when you do this, 
these things will happen. Yes. These things that are consequences of your sin mm. will cause you to be outside of yes. the garden because the Bible talks about and Adam was placed outside yes. of the garden. Yes. Then now, from that position, God still called on Adam up to now. Yes. Where are you? Why? He's simply telling you, Adam, you're not where you're supposed what to be. What is the implication? Yeah. You return home. Mm. I'm not coming. Yeah. The father and the <laughs> prodigal son. son. He looked out for his son. He waited for his son to come home. He didn't go to fix his son's environment. Mm. God does not fear the pig's tie. No. But he will not come to fix that because it is not in line with his purposes. Remember he said, if you do A, you will end up in B. Mm. He doesn't come to fix B. Mm. Mm. That's your outcome. Yeah. If he fixes B, you're in the right place. <laughs> so God <laughs> is on his side. Yes. There is where the word has already put the boundaries. Yes. This is where God is operating. For example, when we talk about love and hate, mm. when you're walking in hate, when you're so hating, you're out of God's purposes. Thank you. From that position, you can't mm. hear the voice of God, the direction of God. You can only hear one statement. Mm. Where are you? Fact, the voice that tells you you're in the wrong place so that you relocate. When fact, you relocate, you can hear God. Talking of haters, it's confusing. Because you want God to come and say, see my haters, and God is saying, love them. So move away from men's mm. determinations yes. and men's definitions. Yes. Let's move into a new space. So to do this, God, I'm giving you the background of Jericho. So when God says, I have given, given you, you the city, mm. see Something has oh, to end. Oh, TCC. See a new reality. We have broken. Jericho is going down. Yes. Breaking the power of cycles. Yes. Living from first to thirtieth. Yes. Always having. When you meet someone on the first, they are so yes. joyful. Yes. In fact, if it falls, first falls on a Friday. The they are, are happy. You have yes. money over the weekend. Exactly. No, we are breaking that. If that is not us. You pay close attention. I'm giving you a secret. Yeah. We don't do our business meetings at the end month. Mm. We do them at the mid month. We are not waiting for, people for Jericho to, to determine when people can pay for a meeting. We are saying kingdom people break patterns. They are not bound by a window of time. Claim the Bible is a symbol of man without the spirit of God. That's the most important thing you need to remember every time you hear clay. Clay is man without the spirit of God. Please explain. Yes. In Genesis 2, 7, the Bible tells us that, yeah. and God formed man from the dust of the ground, okay. and God breathed into man, and man became a living soul. So it soul. is after the breathing that man became. Yes. So before that, yes. man was the soil. Oh, absolutely. Without so the breath without of God. Without the breath of God. And that's where the principle yes. comes from. So when the breath of God is removed, mm. we are dealing with clay soil, or what we normally call man in the flesh. Mm. Now, what is the picture here? Whenever spiritual principles are absent, listen carefully. Yeah. Wherever spiritual sure. principles are, are absent, people build with bricks. Mm. Mm. Whenever you start with let us, bricks are already in the way. Mm. Genesis 11, let us build for ourselves. When you hear that statement, a city. We are going to build with Remember bricks. Remember, Abraham was told. Yeah that I will take you, I'll show you, I'm yes. taking you to a city. Yes. These men are saying, we will make yes. our own. Yes. And you know this city called the kingdom is very interesting. It's not built with bricks, it's built with stones. Now here's the problem also wow. with being earthly. Mm. You are limited by what you've seen, not okay. what exists. Mm. Mm. That's a problem. So if, you, if your world is small? That's what happens. <laughs> That's how you see everything. And yes. the problem is that 
the way you see everything to you is how everything is mm. listen carefully the way you see everything mm. to you is how everything is now one of the the statements that i've referred to before that was used by the late Stephen R. Covey is a very interesting statement, a picture. He spoke about if you are born wearing a certain color of shades. Call it red. Red. The reality is this. You do not see things as red. Mm. You see things as normal. Mm. Red is your normal. Mm. Until you have seen other colors, yeah. red is... Red is normal. It's not a color to you. Until you've seen the world in a different perspective, yes. red is, is your color. So what does the word come to exactly. do? Exactly. What comes to remove? Remove. That's what the Bible talks about. I salve. Mm, mm. This is so serious that when Jesus wanted to fix a blind man, he had to literally use clay. Mm, mm. That's a picture. Then after putting clay on his eyes, meaning this is a symbol of where you currently ah. are, he sent him to a pool to wash his eyes so With he water. could see. See the difference? Yes. The mud didn't make him see. Mm. The mud needed to be washed oh. off. So it means to be controlled. Listen, so it's, 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 there's one thing. To be earthly doesn't mean just to be logical. It means to be controlled by the natural. Mm. Mm. Now, what is this one activity? Mm -hmm. This one activity you are seeing here, did God really say? For you, it is, did God really say that you shall not surely die? The enemy was not reading. No. No, they were not in a class. No. This is a conversation we read with Sunday school eyes yes. or lenses that make us miss the whole activity that was happening that caused the creator of the heavens and the earth to say, now for you to come back to where you were, just yes. this one verse here, yes. verse 5, you, your eyes will be open. Absolutely. For you to come to that place where you, you return. Hmm. God has to be born. I'm telling you. He has to come as a this child. This thing determines. He has to come as man. The restructuring of human history. Oh. In interaction with God. Yeah. This activity caused Christ to be slain. Mm. Mm. To be crucified. Yeah. This activity is why we still haven't fully entered the fullness of who we are in God. Mm. Mm. This one activity. This one activity. Is what still makes us ask, yes. is God my father? Yes. Does he even care about me? Does he, this one statement of listen, you know what God told you? Let me give you another insight. Yes. That new insight makes you wonder, are you telling us that he's in, we're in a season to be given power to create wealth? Can it happen? Those you questions know, are caused by this activity. Yes. That's why we are not moving. Every, message, not every message we've ever taught you yeah? is born out of mm. this understanding. Yeah. If today I was told you only have one more message to preach in mm. life, yeah. and there's no other message you need to preach, mm. pick one. Mm. This is the only one I will pick. You know, yeah, most people I, would say, I'll okay. preach the cross. Yes. I'll Listen, those are now outcomes mm. of this situation. If this did not happen, you would not need to preach there the will be no the cross. If this did not happen, Christ would not have come. There would be no John the Baptist preparing the way for another. Those things happened because of this. Now, do you realize yeah. for anyone in TCC, we are now hmm. at that, you know when you say crossroads? crucial point. Where you this say stop. Just understand this. Because if you understand, every other message becomes easy. And we'll repeat that to you so that you yeah. know the importance of these verses. And if you don't understand this, pray. Come back another yes. time. Go yep. through it. Because yep. today we are not going to make it simple mm. we have to stay with it as it is yeah but we've asked god and i've prayed for you that the eyes of your understanding be open mm. now there are other eyes opened here mm. 
Can you see the reversal? Yes. Why is Paul praying for your eyes of understanding to be opened? Yes. What happened? Now, with that preamble in place, we want you to now pay close attention to this next journey because this could be the reason you came to TCC. Hmm. Just to know this. This could be it. Let's first describe eyes in this context to discuss which eyes were open. Mm-hmm. Now, we all know mm-hmm. their physical eyes were open. Eyes. Yes, the eyes were open. How can you not know this is a serpent? This is an animal. The Bible even goes on to say in this same chapter 3 that she saw that the tree was good. So their physical eyes were already open. They were not blind. Mm-hmm. And Bible talks about them seeing and being told this tree yes. eat. The rest don't. They I can't see. tell you that if you're blind. They could see. They could see. All right. So their natural eyes were, were open. open. Their physical eyes were we open. We know that. Okay. We also know that their spiritual eyes were open. How do we know that? Because it is already clear that they were able to communicate with God and God is spirit. Mm. So if God is spirit, how are you able to communicate with him? Because he is spirit. Yeah. So from that we know that their spirit eyes were also open. open. Now the only eyes that were not open were the eyes of their soul. Here is the problem. Because seeing natural realm Listen carefully. Seeing the natural realm and seeing everything around them did not create any form of fear. Mm. Yeah. Adam was not terrified of a lion. Mm. Mm. He wasn't terrified of an elephant. He wasn't terrified of a serpent. By the way, they're having a conversation. Yes. Eve was not terrified of a serpent. <laughs> so their natural eyes did not cause any terror. Mm. Their spiritual eyes interacting with God did Did not not. create any terror. The opening of the soul has given man a different reality from what he could see before. Mm. Something has changed. His reality has become very, very different. And for the first time, the first thing the human being is trying to do is to protect himself and is operating in fear. Mm. And he's protecting himself from God. Imagine. The Bible says that their eyes were open. Yes. Now remember what the serpent, the serpent said. Yes. When you eat of this, your eyes will be opened. Exactly. Their eyes were opened. There you go. But the eyes that were opened, we said earlier that they were not meant hmm. to be opened. Because notice, the minute those eyes were opened, yes. fear stepped in. Exactly. He saw the need to provide for himself and he saw the need to protect himself. First reactions. Hmm. We are still in Genesis. We are in Genesis. Guys, these scriptures, these chapters are loaded. Yes. Suddenly, he has a reaction that doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. He's been in a place of abundance. Yes. Suddenly, he has a need. Remember, the devil didn't Mm. touch a fruit. Yes. He didn't touch anything in the garden. Yeah. He went for the mind. Mm. The devil is after your own destruction. Exactly. And guess what? Every time the devil touches man, he tells you, listen, it is not me. Yes. You will destroy yourself. Exactly. The Bible talks about Eve. Yes. She saw. There she you go. took. She, she ate. ate. She gave. The devil was not there. That's so it. what does he do? I will give you a system. I'll give you That's a way of it. thinking. I'll change how you think. And you know what? You will destroy yourself. Jesus came to change what we've been looking at today. Mm. So it tells you every time he speaks, you must understand what he's dealing with. He's dealing with this narrative. Yes. This narrative is our problem. Mm. So it tells you that every single day, 
whether you like it or not mm. when you wake up when you look around you you are driven by these forces so what is it telling you yes that we are saying that today the one thing that has come out of this trans uh, this conversation yes. is that your eyes of the soul when they are open yes. this is where you live you live in a place of protection and provision and a place where you wonder if i don't do it who will, who will? if i don't chase after these things who will? Why? Because I don't believe there's another God apart from me. I am God and I'm the one who does all these things for myself. Yes. Now, when you come and give me a new narrative that the word of God is God telling me, mm. come back. Where are you? Aha. Where are you? You're in the wrong place. Stop providing for yourself and stop being preoccupied with uh, exactly. provision. He's not telling you to sit down and be idle. He's telling you the way you're doing it. You will not reach the end of what you're looking for. Listen, the enemy did not provide an alternative solution. Yes. <laughs> he, uh, he provided an alternative preoccupation. That is not... With no end point, oh. except one, to take you as far away from reliance on oh the God. voice of God. That's it. Now this is a sad thing about the Perizzite mentality. Mm -hmm. Encouragement offends them. Mm. Motivation offends them because you're basically telling them what can't be. Mm. So the reaction is, why am I even listening? So when you tell somebody, it is possible yes. for you to break out from where you are, yes. instead of them hearing somebody who is telling them, arise, yes. pick up your bed and walk, yes. they are hearing somebody who is saying, listen, do you remember I lost my desire to do exactly. anything? My desire, I'm, I'm exactly. just existing. Are you talking to me? Are You're you talking saying, to somebody else. What are you saying to me? Exactly. It cannot be done. So the mentality of the village is, if it's not broken, don't fix it. And if it's broken, accept it. <laughs> don't try to fix it. Accept that this is how Simple. things are. If it's not wow. broken, don't fix it. But if it's broken, that's a new norm. Leave it where it is. Mm. The laziness mm. of the parasite mm. is not somebody who does not want to do something. Is somebody who lost the desire to do anything. Oh, okay, say it again. You get, there's the people who are lazy because they know what they should do. Mm -hmm. They know they, they should get up and do it, but yes. they can't bring themselves to do it. This is somebody who is in the other side of the coin. Mm. I lost the desire to do. So even if I hear, it's almost like not for me. Mm. Yeah, mm. I'm not even going to try. Parasite is very good at organizing your budget. <laughs> your money how you should organize your money <laughs> but very poor at making any of it mm, please say that again a parasite very good at organizing your money yes. what you could have done with it mm. and how it could have helped humanity mm. and how it could have transformed so many lives like judas mm. would have given to the poor yes would have in fact jesus gave a statement later mm. that is very interesting the poor you don't always have with you mm. what mm. is he responding to he wasn't responding jesus wasn't being rude he was responding to the Perizzite spirit. Hmm. That was basically saying, dealing with the poor is something you should do all the time. Yes. But that doesn't negate the fact that somebody can be generous. So a, a Perizzite spirit yes. does not regard research yes. and development. Nope. That money you're spending on research here, why don't you give it to the poor? Yes. Always you'll hear them saying, the rich or these billionaires they do not yeah. feed the poor they do not give to the exactly. poor like you're saying that's a very powerful statement yeah. that a parasite mentality yes. knows how to budget for you yes. how to plan how you your should money use should your money spent. but they are very poor yes. at making it yes yet wow. remember where we started 
they won't take the risk necessary for making that money. Yes. They won't step out and have a big vision. Mm. They'll wait mm. for you to do all that. You have the big vision. Yes. You take the risks. You go through the journeys. You make the money. Then the day you are now operating your money, suddenly mm. they have an idea of a wiser way <laughs> in how you would have used that money. Mm. And yet when you ask them, in your little way, how much have you done for the poor? Mm. Good question. Now this giant is annihilated by not allowing our past to speak to us at all. Mm, that's the one way to deal. That is the key to this. To Moses' problem was his past, mm -hmm. not God's voice. Wow. So the sound is there, yes. the instruction is there, yes. but your past is on the way. Exactly. Your past is on the way. Yes. What is it that you have experienced mm. that is still telling God, you can't do yeah. this. Your word cannot change this. Your word cannot help in this situation. Yes. What is it that you're speaking back to God? Exactly. Even though you know, yeah. you can tell people, by the way, what's your instruction? Yeah. This is my instruction. Yeah. But I'm arguing with it. Yeah. Why? I failed at this before. Mm. I didn't make it before. Yeah. I was told this is not my way. I have this reality, this never works. This is what I've been experiencing. Do you know where I've come from? I've never seen anything. God is not interested in Moses' past. They didn't even have that conversation. So big battle in a small mind yeah. is this. The knowledge that God can, but the inability to believe he will. Oh. When you're dealing with these giants, they're found in our day-to-day -day lives. This particular giant shows up when you're at your fullness. When you're supposed to be Finally entering harvest, finally entering the fullness of your potential. That's the power of this particular giant. When they thresh, they crush the wheat to the chaff. They completely dismantle and destroy even the wheat. So that when the wind blows, everything is lost. So after a while, the mingling, you can't tell where the wickedness ends and where the prosperity starts, where value starts, where faith starts. That's what this spirit is about. What is God saying that gives life to us at this time? Whoever proceeds through that path, or what we at TCC call the proceeding word, that person will be able to take down the Jebusite and shall be made captain. Meaning, you shall enter a place of functional capacity because of that word. Yes. And you know, the next question I want to ask is, what have you heard God. today? Not what have we taught. <laughs> there is what you have said, there is and what, you, what have you have heard. Meaning, what is actionable. Mm. Mm. And that brings us to the third question. What are you going to do about it?